This is Science Friday. I'm John Dankosky. And I'm Regina Barber. Maybe you're looking ahead to some spring gardening. Well, there's a new twist to planting. A twist from the seed itself. Imagine sowing a handful of seeds on the ground. Seeds that can determine for themselves when the ground is ready for planting, fresh from the rain, and can burrow their own way into the damp soil. Some seeds can, in fact, do that themselves and use that ability to adapt to arid climates. But in a recent study in the journal Nature, researchers describe a package or wrapper that can give other kinds of seeds self-burrowing powers via a biodegradable corkscrew made of engineered wood. Dr. Linning Yao is director of the Morphine Matter Lab in Carnegie Mellon School of Computer Science and co-author of that report. Welcome back to Science Friday, Dr. Yao. Thank you for having me. Listeners can see pictures of this device on our website, but can you describe what this seed wrapper looks like for us? So we designed this three-tailed self-bearing seed carrier. The system is made of three parts. The seed pod at the very bottom, it looks pointy, and also a coiled body and a long tail. So when rain comes, the coiled body will loosen itself and that will cause a spinning motion of the system and eventually have it drill into the ground by itself. And the top, these tails kind of look like a pinwheel on, on top of a stick. Exactly. Especially if you have the three-tailed version, it really looks like a pinwheel. And the three tails are designed uh, for very specific purpose. They help the seed to establish itself in a specific pose that's easier to initiate the drilling. So this corkscrew shape or this top that kind of looks like a helicopter, it's not the whole story. How do you engineer it to physically burrow into the ground? This is inspired by how the natural seeds, a natural grass species called Eurodian seed can self-bury into the ground. So in the lab, we basically studied how the natural seed uh, works in this way and figured out an engineering solution to have the self-burial behavior. And we can actually now have our system drill even faster and more effective than the natural competitors, per se. So how quickly does it spin into the ground? It's not very fast. You know, it's a passive system. So the wood has to be wettened first by the rain or rise the humidity in the atmosphere. And gradually, as the water molecules penetrate in and swell the matrices of the cellulose construct, the coil will start to loosen itself. When you say it responds to moisture, is it like when my hair responds to humidity, it gets curlier? Is it kind of like that? Both hairs and also the wood materials we use, as well as the materials that are used for natural uh, self-bearing seeds are hygromorphic. So this is a term basically means responsive to water molecules in the environment and transform. So the idea is they can attract water and expand along a certain direction. And in our seed, the expansion will cause the loosening of the coil and the transformation of the whole body and then allow the motion of drilling. Why do you think we need this now? Like, what is the use of these seeds? So we uh, looked into the current practice of aerial delivery of seeds, basically using airplanes or drones to drop seeds from the above. This is already uh, a common practice in agriculture and also in reforestation. When you have to deploy seeds to massive area, 
in a short time period or when those places are hard to reach, um, but there are obstacles. So when you drop the seeds from the sky, you don't bury them. And then they ended up blown away by strong wind or eaten by the birds. So then we got inspired by how nature seeds to conquer those obstacles, right? They, they drop on the floor, they self-bury. So we wanted to give out more of a physical replica to allow our carrier to basically embody different seeds that are needed for environmental conservation, for agriculture, but also have improved germination rate compared to the current seeds dropped from the sky. Are these um, seed packages, can they be mass produced? Like, how are they made? So right now, we only have smaller scale manufacturing strategy in the lab. It's um, basically made of two critical steps. One is a chemical washing process to make the wood more compliant. If you think about wood, it's actually kind of brittle. But in order to turn it into a very large curvature, basically very tight coil, you need it to be a bit more compliant. So that's the chemical washing process. And then next, we will follow by a molding process, manually winding the flat wood stripes into the coiled body. It sounds very simple. Indeed, it's not complicated, but still there will be some more efforts needed to make it mass producible in a factory, also uh, cheaply, hopefully. Have you and your grad students gotten very good at this? We are getting definitely very good at it through the, you know, through the years. So um, we had to basically fabricate more than 200 seeds, each with three tails for our outdoor tests. And through this process, we're getting more and more precise, making uh, exactly the identical geometries. Have you worked on any other shapes or types of seed wrappers? Along the idea of self-bearing seeds, we actually explored, for example, different sizes, different numbers of tails. And we're interested in different sizes because we're interested in uh, using it to carry different things. So, for example, bearing a very small vegetable seeds need only very small carrier to save material. But if you want to use it to deploy whitebark pine seeds for reforestation purpose, then you need much larger body and we're interested in white bark pine because um, that is commonly um, used for reforestation in North America. Can you use this for more than just seeds? That's also a really good question. So obviously, you can chemically wash the wood and mold it into other shapes rather than the coil or the tail. And they're going to be moisture responsive. They're going to be biodegradable. So in that sense, you can imagine using these for, yeah, um, water fluctuation-based energy harvesting in the wild. You can also think about making biodegradable robots that uh, respond to rain or day and night uh, moisture fluctuations in the environment. Lots of possible use cases that are, yeah, all exciting to us. I am so excited for these biodegradable robots. I'm a little sad, though, that if they, <laughs> they biodegrade. So where do you go from here? Like, what's the next big step beyond solving the mass production problem? We really hope to be able to learn more from domain experts. So we're talking about farmers or ecologists and um, people who are, you know, right now doing actual jobs for reforestation or environmental conservation because uh, none of us are really professional in, in those fields and anything we put into nature are serious. 
We don't want to accidentally cause more harm. We know that they're good for germination, but not necessarily compatible with the local environment or ecological conditions. So yeah, basically getting more engaged in those conversations with domain experts for possibly larger pilot tests are very exciting to us. Dr. Linning Yao is director of the Morphine Matter Lab in Carnegie Mellon School of Computer Science in Pittsburgh. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's a great honor to be here.